Chapter Twenty Five of Callista by John Henry Newman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Callista in Durance. We will hope that the reader, as well as Agellius, is attracted by the word Callista, and wishes to know something about her fate. Nay, perhaps finds fault with us as having suffered him so long to content himself with the chance and second-hand information which jucundus or juba has supplied if we have been wanting in due consideration for him we now trust to make up for it when callista then had so boldly left the cottage to stop the intruders she had in one important point reckoned without her host she spoke latin fluently herself and could converse with the townspeople most of whom could do the same but it was otherwise with the inhabitants of the country numbers of whom as we have said were in sicca on the day of the outbreak the two fellows whom she went out to withstand knew neither her nor the latin tongue they were of a race which called itself canaanite and really was so huge gigantic men who looked like the sons of enoch described in holy writ they knew nothing of roads or fences and had scrambled up the hill as they could the shortest way and being free from the crowd with far more expedition than had they followed the beaten track she and they could not understand each other's speech but her appearance spoke for her and in consequence they seized on her as their share of the booty and without more ado carried her off towards sicca as they came up by a route of their own so they returned and entered the city by a gate more to the south not the septimian a happy circumstance as otherwise she would have stood every chance of being destroyed in that wholesale massacre which the soldiery inflicted on the crowd as it returned these giants then got possession of callista and she entered sicca upon the shoulder of one of them who danced in with no greater inconvenience than if he was carrying on it a basket of flowers or a box of millinery here the party met with the city police who were stationed at the gate down with your live luggage you rascals they said in their harsh punic what have you to do with plunder of this kind how came you by her she's one of those christian rats you worship answered the fellow who strong as he was did not relish a contest with some dozen of armed men long live the emperor we'll teach her to eat asses heads another time and brew fevers i found her with a party of christians she's nothing but a witch and she knows the consequences let her go you drunken animal said the constable still keeping his distance i'll never believe any woman is a christian let alone so young a one and now i look at her as far as i can see by this light i think she's priestess of one of the great temples up there she can turn herself into anything said the other of her capturers young or old i saw her one night near madora a month ago in the tubes in the shape of a black cat away with you both in the name of the suffets of sicca and all the magistracy cried the official give up your prisoner to the authorities of the place and let the law take its course but the canaanites did not seem disposed to give her up and neither party liking to attack the other a compromise took place well said the guardian of the night the law must be vindicated and the peace preserved my friends you must submit to the magistrates but since she happens to be on your shoulder my man let her even remain there and we depute you as a beast of burden 
to carry her for us thereby to save us the trouble here child he continued you're our prisoner so you shall plead your own cause in the popina there long live decius pious and fortunate long live this ancient city colony and municipium cheer up my lass and sing us a stave or two as we go for i'll pledge a cyanthus of unmixed that if you choose you can warble notes as sweet as the managum callista was silent but she was perfectly collected and ready to avail herself of any opportunity to better her condition they went on towards the forum where a police office as we now speak was situated but did not reach it without an adventure the roman military force at sicca was not more than a century of men the greater number were at this moment at the great gate waiting for the mob a few in parties of three and four were patrolling the city several of these were at the entrance of the forum when the party came up to it and it happened that a superior officer who was an assistant to what may be called the military resident of the place a young man on whom much of the duty of the day had devolved was with the soldiers she had known him as a friend of her brother's and recognized him in the gloom and at once took advantage of the meeting help she said gentlemen help calphurnius these rascals are carrying me off to some den of their own the tribune at once knew her voice what he cried with great astonishment what my pretty greek you most base infamous and unmannerly scoundrels down with her this instant what have you to do with that young lady you villains unless you would have me crack your african skulls with the hilt of my sword down with her i say there was no resisting a roman voice but prompt obedience is a rarity and the ruffians began to parley my noble master said the constable she's our prisoner jove preserve you and bacchus and ceres bless you my lord tribune and long life to the emperor decius in these bad times but she is a rioter my lord one of the ringleaders and a christian and a witch to boot cease your vile gutturals you animal cried the officer or i will ram them down your throat with my pike to digest them put down the lady beast are you thinking twice about it go lucius he said to a private kick him away and bring the woman here callista was surrendered but the fellow sullen at the usage he had met with and spiteful against calphurnius as the cause of it cried out maliciously mind what you are at noble sir it is not our affair you can fry your own garlic but an emperor is an emperor and an edict is an edict and a christian is a christian and i don't know what high places will say to it but it's your affair take notice he continued as he got to a safer distance raising his voice still higher that the soldiers might hear yon girl is a christian priestess caught in a christian assembly sacrificing asses and eating children for the overthrow of the emperor and the ruin of his loyal city of sicca and i have been interrupted in the discharge of my duty i a constable of the place see whether calphurnius will not bring again upon us the plague the murrain the locusts and all manner of larvae and maniae before the end of the story this speech perplexed calphurnius as it was intended it was impossible he could dispose of callista as he wished with such a charge formally uttered in the presence of his men he knew how serious the question of christianity was at that moment and how determined the imperial government was on the eradication of its professors 
he was a good soldier devoted to headquarters and had no wish to compromise himself with his superiors or to give bystanders an advantage over him by setting a prisoner at liberty without inquiry who had been taken in a christian's house he muttered an oath and said to the soldiers well my lads to the triumviri with her since it must be so cheer up my star of the morning bright beam of hellas it is only as a matter of form and you will be set at liberty as soon as they look on you and with these words he led the way to the ophicium but the presiding genius of the ophicium was less accommodating than he had anticipated it might be that he was jealous of the soldiery or of their particular interference or indignant at the butchery at the great gate of which the news had just come or out of humour with the day's work and especially with the christians at any rate calphurnius found he had better have taken a bolder step and have carried her as a prisoner to the camp however nothing was now left for him but to depart and callista fell again into the hands of the city though of the superior functionaries who procured her a lodging for the night and settled to bring her up for examination next morning the morning came and she was had up what passed did not transpire but the issue was that she was remanded for a further hearing and was told she might send to her brother and acquaint him where she was he was allowed one interview with her and he came away almost out of his senses saying she was bewitched and fancied herself a christian what precisely she had said to him which gave this impression he could hardly say but it was plain there must be something wrong or there would not be that public process and formal examination which was fixed for the third day afterwards End of chapter twenty five